Luke and chapter 12. In the meantime, beginning at verse 1, when so many thousands of the people had gathered together that they were trampling one another, he began to say to his disciples first, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Nothing is covered up that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the dark shall be heard in the light. And what you have whispered in the private rooms shall be proclaimed on the housetops. I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body. And after that, they have nothing more that they can do. But I will warn you whom to fear. Fear him who, after he has killed has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for a penny, rather for two pennies? And not one of them is forgotten before God. Why, even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, you are of more value than many sparrows. And I tell you, everyone who acknowledges me before men, the Son of Man also will acknowledge before the angels of God. But the one who denies me before men will be denied before the angels of God. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But the one who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit, will not be forgiven. And when they bring you before the synagogues and the rulers and the authorities, do not be anxious about how you should defend yourself or what you should say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. Now, we have been in a series in the Gospel of Luke, and uh, last week, if you were here with us, we came to the end of chapter 11. And this morning, we make the transition, we begin in chapter 12. By way of introduction... Again, I'll ask the same question that I asked last week. If you were to take a survey in our community, wherever you live, and you speak to people and ask them the question, why don't you go to church? Uh, people will give you all kinds of reasons, but uh, you will agree with me that uh, perhaps the the most rehearsed, the most repeated reason why people don't come to church, 
they will tell you is because they claim the church is full of hypocrites. That's the reason that uh, many people give. And so in chapter 11, we have seen how the Lord Jesus Christ has been addressing that issue. The issue of hypocrisy. And in this case, it was the hypocrisy of the Pharisees and the hypocrisy of the scribes or the lawyers. And in addressing that issue, the Lord Jesus Christ was using that threatening word, war to you Pharisees. And he had three wars for the Pharisees and three wars for the scribes or the lawyers. So by the end of our time in chapter 11, we can see that the Lord Jesus Christ has been most candid, most frank, most open with the Pharisees and the scribes, telling them the way it needs to be told to them, showing them the error of their ways, and threatening to them the judgment of God upon their, their heads, unless, of course, they turn away from their hypocrisy. Now, so in chapter 11, it is very clear that the Lord Jesus Christ is addressing the Pharisees and the scribes. Then when we get to chapter 12, we are told there, in the meantime, so many thousands of people had gathered together that they were trampling one another. So remember, that the context in which the Lord Jesus Christ was giving that warning to the Pharisees and the scribes was an invitation to a meal. And we said last week that we don't know how that meal ended because very important and difficult things were addressed at that meal. And at the end of it all, we come into chapter 12 and verse 1. The Lord Jesus Christ is not speaking to the Pharisees anymore. But now he is speaking to his disciples about the Pharisees. And we are told there in verse 1, he began to say to his disciples, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. And he says there, which is hypocrisy. So now he is not speaking to the Pharisees, he is speaking to his disciples. And he says to them, beware of the living of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. In other words, he's saying to them, this is not just an issue that is a preserve of the Pharisees and the scribes. This is also an issue for you if you are a follower of Christ. Beware. And he uses the word, the ESV there is using the word leaven, which we all know is supposed to be yeast. Yeast that we use when you're making the dough, you put in the yeast, 
the yeast is meant to do what? To make it rise. So once it rises, then you can bake that nice, fresh baked bread from the oven. That is what the Lord Jesus Christ is using. Now, in the Bible, particularly in this instance, the Lord Jesus is using the analogy of yeast to compare it to how hypocrisy can begin to permeate your life. Just like yeast makes its presence into the whole door in the same way this particular sin of hypocrisy can begin to work secretly in your own life, beginning to eat at the vitals of your spiritual life, that if you're not careful at the end of the day, you will have become a victim of the sin of hypocrisy. That is why the Lord Jesus is warning his followers, he's warning his disciples, beware of this particular pernicious sin. Beware of this particular activity. It is not just true of the Pharisees and the scribes. It can be true of you if you're not careful. And so beware of this activity. Be on guard against this activity. Make sure that this is something that is not taking place in your own heart and life. That is the warning that the Lord Jesus is giving to his disciples. And that is the warning the Lord Jesus Christ is giving to us. We need to take heed to ourselves. We need to examine our lives as it were in the light of God's word, in the light of that warning, and ask ourselves the question, am I guilty of the sin of hypocrisy? Because if we don't, without realizing it, we might find ourselves overtaken by this pernicious sin. Recall that in chapter 11, the Lord Jesus Christ, referring to the Pharisees, he said to them, you are like white-washed tombs. Okay? which appear beautiful to people, but people don't realize that below the ground it's full of dead men's bones. That is the warning that comes to us this morning uh, from the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, there are two verses in the New Testament I would have loved to tend to, but I will not tend to this morning, but I will mention them. Uh, the first one is actually in, in uh, 
Matthew and chapter 16, and the Lord Jesus Christ in that instance is warning uh, the disciples, and he says the same thing. He says, beware of the living of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And then in, in Mark chapter 8, the Lord Jesus Christ is warning, and he says to the people, take heed, beware of the living of the Pharisees and of the living of Herod. So this is not uh, something that's just here. We find again and again that the Lord Jesus Christ warns his people to take care. Uh, they might become guilty of the sin of uh, hypocrisy. Now, if I were to say to you, what is hypocrisy? I'm sure I could get so many answers. But the, the short answer is simply this. Hypocrisy is pretense. Or, if you like, it's play acting. Or, if you like, it is wearing a mask. It's, it's showing yourself to be what you are. Are not. Or if you like the, the term that we like is playing to the gallery. It's, it's, it's uh, living in such a way that other human beings are impressed about you. Rather than living before God, you are now spending your time living to impress fellow human beings. Uh, if you recall, uh, when we began our service, I read those words for you in Matthew and chapter 6. The Lord Jesus Christ warning the people, he says, don't be like the Pharisees. What do the Pharisees do? He says their, their basic problem is that they are practicing their righteousness before men. To be seen by them. That's the point. Is that they are doing things. To impress other human beings. God is not in the picture. It's just other human beings. If, let me do this so that. Other people will be impressed. Once you give. You want to give. So that other people will be impressed. And think. This is a great guy, you know. He's such a generous chap. That's why I like him. So, so it's really to impress other people that uh, they spend their lifetime. It says they like the prominent seats. They like the greetings in the marketplace. It says when they fast, they are doing it in such a way as to make everybody know, you know this is a spiritual guy. Look, he is fasting. That, that is the problem that the Lord Jesus Christ is warning his people against. To live before other human beings. 
Lord Jesus Christ is warning us and he says, if you do that, in Matthew he says, they have their reward. And what is the reward? Other human beings are going to praise you. And that's all you're going to get. The praise of other human beings. And at the last day, when you stand before the bar of God, there will be nothing for you. Because you got it already when you were still on earth. And this is the reason why the Lord Jesus Christ is warning us. He is saying it is the most foolish thing you can ever fall into. Because you're doing it before another sinner. And you are working very hard to impress that sinner. When at the end of the day, you're going to have to stand before almighty God. You are not going to give an account to those whom you want to impress. They have their own account to worry about before God. And so, the Lord Jesus Christ says, if you are his true disciple, this is something you really have to take to heart. This is something you have to be concerned about. This is something you have to be praying about for the Lord to deliver you from the sin of hypocrisy. But not only is it that uh, folly to be living before men. The problem with hypocrisy, on the other hand, is that everything is going to be revealed. A day is going to come when the real you will be seen for who you really are before God. Now, today, it's actually possible for you to deceive us, to play such a good act, put on such a good act. All of us are taken in and say, this is a wonderful brother. This is a wonderful sister. Yeah, we can easily be deceived. But there's going to be a day either in this life or in the one to come, when God is going to completely unmask you and show not only you, but show the entire assembled universe who you really were. He's going to expose you. If at this particular time you have been very careful, very discreet, that no one knows that you are living in secret sin. Nobody has found you out. 
a day will come when the Bible tells us it is going to be broadcast from the rooftops. The whole world will know. This is what you really were. And oftentimes we are worried about Big Brother, aren't we? Yeah, we, we don't want the government to be snooping on us and seeing what we are doing. So we oftentimes push back. Well, I, I want to remind you that everything that you do, everything that you say, everything that you think, all is plain before God. The Lord Jesus Christ speaking in another context says every careless word you have uttered you may have even forgotten that you uttered such a word. Every careless word, every thought, every secret Last that you have entertained, all of that will be laid bare to the entire assembled universe before Almighty God. And then it will be seen who was really, really a fool. Now, you might look like you are clever because you have gotten away with it. You will not get away with it for too long. God will expose you and show the entire world who you really are. But that's even worse. See, the, the, the sin of hypocrisy it shows that you have no respect for God. It shows that you don't honor God. Because God knows everything about you. And then you live like he doesn't even exist. You live like you are God. And there is nobody else who matters. And here, the Lord Jesus Christ is warning us. And he says, really, if we are thinking correctly, the one who should be uppermost in our thinking is God. The one we should fear is God. See how... It's so ingrained in us to fear other human beings. You know, what they say or what they think. And, and God is not in the picture at all. And he warns his disciples. Look, if you really need to fear somebody, let me tell you who you should be fearing. Fear God. And why should you fear God? Well, he says here, you should fear God because God has the authority 
he has the power not only to take away your life, but after taking away your life, to cast you into hell forever and ever. And he says to them, I tell you, fear him. Now, there's a little detour here that I need to take. Because there are some people here who don't believe in hell. Okay? But just the argument that the Lord Jesus Christ uses right here tells us that there is such a thing as a hell in which men and women are punished forever and ever and ever. And he is saying to us, the worst that any human being you think about, the worst that they can ever do to you is to kill you. And once they kill you, there's nothing more they can do, really. As human beings, we are limited. Once you kill somebody, that's it. It doesn't matter how much you hated them. You sort of can't bring them back to life and kill them again. No. Once you kill them, that's it. But then he says, God can do something worse than just killing you. It is to cast you into hell. Now, if if you think that being cast into hell just means dying and, and going into nothingness, then, then those words have no meaning. Those words have no meaning. What they mean is that there is something worse than dying. And that which is worse than dying is being cast into hell forever and ever. And God has that prerogative. And the Lord Jesus Christ says, for that reason, that is the one you must honor and respect and fear. Because he not only has the ability to kill you, to take away your life, he also has the ability to cast you. Nobody ever spoke more about hell in the New Testament than the Lord Jesus Christ himself. So if you find anybody who thinks that there is no hell, we must differ with them because we think that this is extremely important. The Lord Jesus Christ spoke many times about it. There is a hell. And those who are not right with God, through the grace of God in Jesus Christ, that will be their portion. They will be thrown into hell forever and ever. And if you are here listening to me this morning and you are not right with God, I would like to address you for just a moment. In the name 
of God Almighty that hell is real. Hell is real because the Lord Jesus Christ warns all his hearers. And this morning he is speaking to you. There is a hell that you need to avoid. And you do have the time to avoid that hell because you are living in a day of grace. In a day in which God is sending his message of reconciliation to guilty sinners like you and me. And he says to you, be reconciled with God through Jesus Christ, our Savior. But if you will come to Jesus just as you are and admit that you are a sinner, that you deserve to go to hell, but that you are turning to Jesus and crying to Jesus while on others you are calling, dear Savior, do not pass me by. Save me from my sin. The Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us, whoever comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. But that was a detour. A needful detour nonetheless. What the Lord Jesus Christ is warning here is hypocrisy. See, the other problem with hypocrisy is that it is that attitude that refuses to see the amazing grace of God. It's that attitude that thinks I can live in such a way that I can earn salvation. That's why you are busy trying to impress others. Remember, you cannot impress God. You cannot. Because you are born a sinner. You cannot impress God. And that is why God took the first step because he knows your problem. And he sent his only begotten son into this world that all those who believe in Jesus Christ will not perish but have everlasting life. So, Hypocrisy oftentimes is preoccupied with impressing other human beings and forgets that the one we really need to impress cannot be impressed with us. The one we really need to impress is Almighty God. The one we really need to impress, He sees your heart, He sees your thoughts, He knows. Everything about you. And 
such is his amazing grace that even though he knows you deserve to go to hell, he has sent a message of not just goodwill, a message to welcome, to welcome repenting sinners into his kingdom. Remember how the Lord Jesus Christ gave us that parable of the prodigal. When that prodigal was returning, when he made that resolution in that far country, I will arise and go back to my father and I will say to him, I have sinned against heaven and against you. Do not treat me like your son. Treat me like one of your hired servants. Remember how the father is depicted in that parable. He says, what nonsense. Treat you like a slave? I'm going to treat you like my son. Such is the amazing grace of God. Such is the love of God. All the deep, deep love of Jesus for guilty, unworthy sinners like you and I. That while you are still far off, it is the Father who is willing to embarrass himself by holding his robe as far as he can, running after that repenting and returning son and embracing him, commanding the servants to slaughter that fattest calf. We must rejoice. This, my son, who was dead, is now alive. That is the love of God. Even for hypocrites like you and I. That is the goodness of Jehovah Jesus that he is willing to receive repenting and returning sinners. If God were to treat you according to what you deserve, you would not have woken up last night. You would have gone, as you went to sleep, straight to hell. God, who is rich in mercy, he bears with you. He is kind to you. And he is calling you. Leave your hypocrisy and come to the Lord Jesus. So, as we come to the end of our sermon this morning, here is the first question. Are you aware of the sin of hypocrisy in your own heart? 
Is that something that gives you pause and concern that there is such a thing as hypocrisy in your life? Is it something that you regularly pray about? God, be merciful, not just to me a sinner, to me a hypocrite. Deliver me from the sin of hypocrisy. Are you suffering from the disease of logged eyes? By that we mean that you are able to see the big sins of other people. And when you look at your sins, they are very small. When you scrutinize other people's sins, you are alarmed. When you scrutinize your own sins, you are at peace. And what the Lord Jesus Christ is telling us there, it should be the exact opposite. You should see the log in your own eye. Ask God this morning, open my eyes that I might see the log that is so obviously there. Finally, are you aware that you live in the presence of an all-seeing God? We are not there in those dark rooms where you are alone with your own thoughts and desires. God sees everything. The sin that you probably have so carefully concealed is known to God. And this morning I stand before you to warn you the hypocrisy will lead you astray. That you need to have candid, frank dealings with God. He already knows about it. Anyway. He knows about it. There's no reason for you to behave like he doesn't know. He does, he knows. And if you don't deal with your hypocrisy, it's a matter of time. God will expose you to the entire universe. The whole world will see. This is who you really were all the time. You put on religion like a jacket and behaved and spoke like a truly religious man, good Christian man, a good Christian woman you were hiding sin in your heart. God will expose you. 
So the warning I can tell you is this. Do not fear those who kill the body. After that, they have nothing more they can do. But I will warn you whom to fear. Fear him who after he has killed has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. (coughs) Who is your greatest fear? Is it other human beings? You are always concerned. No, I, I don't want them to see this because I'll be embarrassed before. God. God knows all about you. Let us pray.